what I gave you was false hope. <laughs> that the score was higher than what it ended up being. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's superhero slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's superhero slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name's Mike Royer. And you're joining us for our Superhero Slate review of Justice League out this week. Yes, finally, Justice League. This movie has just been simmering in the background for a long time. We all knew it was eventually going to happen. Uh, it came a lot quicker than the Avengers came with uh, over at the MCU. So mm-hmm. we were all very nervous about this movie for many, many, many reasons. But there... we finally got to see it, and it's out there. Yes, it's been covered in news left and right, good and bad. Uh, tragic. And, for, and for different reasons, yeah. yeah. All over, like, not because the movie production was bad, but, you know, things happened behind the scenes and stuff happened to the families. And this movie is probably one of our most covered movies on the, on the show, <laughs> to be honest. Um, and and with, with good reason, I, I went in this weekend very curious um, with that. And even up, up to the release date, there are still, like, questionable things happening with this movie, which we'll, I think we'll talk about later. Like, such as we were just talking right before, this, the Rotten Tomatoes score, why... Why would they have to make that a reveal, like a big event, the day of? Yeah, so. make sure make sure you're subscribed to the Superhero Slate uh, news podcast, and uh, we'll go ahead and we'll, we're, we'll we'll probably talk about more about that Rotten Tomato stuff. I think over in there, yeah. but uh, just to let you know right off here at the bat, no spoilers. We're just going to give our our initial spoiler free review, and then we'll jump into it and get into the nitty gritty. Talk about these mother boxes. <laughs> yes, yes, I did enjoy your image. I, I discovered moments before. Mo mother boxes, mo problems. <laughs> um, we've not talked about this movie yet, and, and I'm I'm anxious to to talk, but I I feel I feel like we're on the same page. <laughs> um, my what I said um, to someone this morning, I would rather take a kick in the dick than watch <laughs> this movie again. Oh no, man! Ouch. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I was not impressed. Uh, there are lots of things. This movie is very rushed. It is. Um, a lot of questions are going on here. A lot of it, I don't feel was a lot of the, like the, the scenes and moments were not earned from the characters. And it, it, it's just, people talk about the tonally difference. I don't notice that nearly as much, um, in here. I just think it was a big mess that they tried to get under two hours to get more asses in seats to sell more tickets for this movie. So I'm very not impressed, Mike. What did you think? <laughs> well, usually when I'm when I'm watching a movie that I'm not enjoying, so Cats Out of the Bag, I didn't like Justice League. Well, uh, I, I, I kind of struggle for an analogy to kind of describe the movie, just to kind of almost like a thought exercise. And while the credits were rolling, while uh, me and my wife were waiting for the second end credit scene, uh, I, I leaned over and I said, this movie kind of feels like, you know when you go to the grocery store and you're trying to decide between the really nice ice cream or the stuff that's labeled as dairy dessert because it's technically not ice cream because it doesn't reach that qualification. But they kind of try to make it better by throwing a bunch of stuff in it, like candy pieces and waffle cones and stuff. This movie's kind of like dairy dessert, where it's just like there's some cool stuff in it, but just the the very base of what it is is just not true. 
It just doesn't taste good. And then my wife's analogy was, it's like they tried to put together uh, uh, what could have been a cool-looking puzzle, but then they decided to just get out the scissors and start cutting the pieces to make it fit better. And I think that really ties into how a lot of these characters were kind of just kind of shoehorned and pushed into the movie. Like, they don't have the same advantage of some other superhero franchises out there where, you know, there's solo movies established. You know, it's just like, hey, guess what? This hero's in the team now. This hero's in the team now. It just, it doesn't coalesce very well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you don't even have to know spoilers to know that. Uh, You know, we all knew that these heroes were going to be coming together for the first time. Originally, it was supposed to be Unite the Seven. So I guess, uh, I don't know where that seventh person got cut out down the line, but this was uh, six felt very very unharmonious um i i will go ahead and say it is it's better than batman versus superman but that does not make it a good movie and i think there's definitely some people out there on the internet trying to defend justice league by saying like oh they they've righted the ship it was so much better than batman versus superman it's just like there's just <laughs> in, inherent problems with this franchise that i think to this point are sadly unfixable you know i saw wonder woman i thought okay they do have the ability to make good movies but then but when you're trying to build a franchise a franchise isn't just about good one good movie it's about at the very least a bunch of mediocre movies and they they could they can't manage that i don't even think they got to quite to the point of justice league being mediocre which is sad, which is what they really needed. And, mm-hmm. you know, I think we'll talk about the box office too, but it looks like it's not trending very well. So I we've been talking about this movie for a long time, whether the box office is going to make lots of decisions going forward in the Warner Brothers universe. And I, I think this is, I don't know, we're going to have to see if this thing has any legs, but we're not far from movies like Coco coming out, uh, Star Wars coming out. They better start getting butts in seats or they're going to be losing lots of money. Yeah, I, I I agree. Um, I agree with a lot of what you what you just said. Uh, it's to me, I think it's one of those things where where we said um, the characters are they didn't earn the, like you said they feel forced in there, and that's why I agree they didn't earn the right to be in this movie. Uh-huh. Um, they're like tropes of of characters that should be in a team up movie. Um, like you know, uh, again, no spoilers from the the trust. Flash is the funny man. Uh-huh. Um, Aquaman's the 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 badass like the wannabe Wolverine of the group kind of thing. Um, you know, cyborg is the cold calculating one. It's just they're they're tropes that didn't earn the right to be here, mm-hmm. and and I I feel it's one of those things. It, yes, it is better than Batman v Superman, but it is the most forgettable movie out of any <laughs> of these films because it borrows so much from other movies that that did better already. Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, like you said, here's our uh, generic brand version of. Um, you know, our, our, the Avengers moment where they, they go around the team. Here, uh-huh. Here's our watered-down version. And uh, I think there was another moment like, oh, um, here's here's that moment where everyone has to fight the Hulk kind of thing. Um, uh-huh. it, 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 I don't mean to compare it to the Avengers, but, I mean, I guess that is, like, the only comparable movie out there right now. Yeah, I, I think... I think it's silly to look at um, Justice League and not try to compare it to the Marvel Cinematic Universe because the whole DCEU is a response to the MCU. Marvel came out with these movies. 
uh, made a, started making a butt ton of money, and Warner Brothers just like, well, this is where things are trending. We got to do it too, and no fault to their own. That's what that yeah. I mean. That's what they should have done, and they should have just been ecstatic that they had the rights to all of their characters. They didn't have to jump through any hoops to make these movies, but they just jumped the gun too quickly, started rushing stuff. It didn't work out too well, but. But I, I really want to start jumping in the spoilers because I feel like I'm going to start letting stuff slip out there. So, well, uh, if, if you had to pick a favorite character of the six, or maybe another side character, I don't know, which one was your favorite character just before we jump into spoilers? Oh, so... that, that's pretty easy. That would be The Flash, which okay. gives me a little bit of hope that maybe his standalone movie, if it ever gets made, who knows what happens going forward after this movie. Uh, but he was in the wrong movie. Like, he felt like, almost like, it's funny, because I have a feeling a lot of these uh, moments that weren't action scenes were probably touched up, maybe wholly reshot by Joss Whedon. It just felt like he is a fun character that doesn't belong in this movie. He could be having so, a much better time with, like, a different group of superheroes or something else. Uh, I, I, have, I have lots of questions, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think The Flash was the most fun. Okay, Mine, mine's probably the underdog here. I like Cyborg. Um, mostly because I think he fit his role very well in the movie, mm-hmm. and the the actor um, I can't Ray Fisher uh, played like yeah he's a robot he's like part robot part human yeah he played that really well like I, I don't know something about <laughs> him. like I'm well, like oh I can buy this like if, if they did a cyborg movie this is this is cyborg oh like, man. He, he sold we're, it to me. We're going to have some stuff to talk about then here. Uh, in oh, that's fine. That's totally fine. <laughs> I, I don't know if I just... I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it here in spoilers, but I mean, we're, we're, we're scraping bottom of the barrel to find good things in this, <laughs> at, at this point. So, uh, spoilers? Yeah, spoilers. Jump right. in. All right, everybody. So, I'm going to go ahead and start the spoilers by saying... I guess things that I liked just to maybe lighten up, yeah. the, lighten up the review just a little bit. Um, so when it comes down to the action scenes where you don't really have to worry about story or motivation so much, uh, watching Wonder Woman kick ass is always fun. Mm-hmm. I think my favorite segment in the whole movie was when um, Steppenwolf, uh, who we haven't even mentioned yet, probably because he's so forgettable. Who? Uh, <laughs> there was a when, villain? Yeah, when uh, Steppenwolf shows up um, on Themyscira to steal the mother box, that whole sequence was amazing. I loved it. That Like, I've never, like, seen, like, a chase scene with, like, horses and some dude that can just, like, like jump, like, a mile at a time. He's got this big axe. They kind of do this badass thing where they're, like, tying up, like, an, they tie up an arrow to the mother box. It's almost like they're... It's almost like this crazy game of football, and they're just trying to get the ball as yeah. far as they can, keep, like sacrificing their lives. Keep away, keep away, yeah, run away. Yeah, yeah. like um, uh, the, those like badass sentries that were like knocking down the pillars to close the doors. Like that was that was like super cool. If I can, you know, if we can attribute credit to anything when it comes to Zack Snyder in this movie, is sometimes his action can be really badass. I mean, Three Hundred, uh, The Watchmen. Like uh-huh. it's not like he's totally incompetent. Um, but that stuff was really cool. Uh, I liked watching Wonder, Wonder Woman fight. Um, the 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 Flash. I was kind of, I don't know. I was I was waiting to see if maybe we would see something more unique when it comes to a speedster, since we've seen it uh, a couple different times now. You know, we've seen it in the MCU. <laughs> we I, I see it every week on the Flash. So I was like, oh, maybe we'll see something new, but. Uh, Barry's a little um, proto in this movie, which is might be okay the way they're setting up this this universe. You know, he's a, he's a little new. Uh-huh. Uh, he doesn't know what he's doing quite yet, so he doesn't have all the cool moves yet. So I was hoping a little bit more from him. Um, but well, he had the like again, like every character had the right moves for the right moment in this movie. Like 
He still knew he could create lightning by running really fast. Yeah, and, and catching I, the box. And I feel like almost anybody could could know that because every time he starts running, there's lightning around there. So that right. actually that was kind of like a cool treatment. Like you know, there's so much kinetic energy well, around him when he's running. But again, they took that. The TV show did that so many times already. I was like, of course he's going to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me, the his scene, I think it's in the um, the underground water, uh, the. Uh, under the uh, bay or whatever, the dock, mm-hmm. um, was very much reminiscent of the Quicksilver scene in Days of Future Past, where he's running in the around the, the circle room, like yeah. touching all this stuff very slowly and, and things. <laughs> yeah, and that that's was one of those of... borrowed moments I was talking about earlier. Like. Yeah, and I mean, it, it ended up being a uh, like a half cool, half like uh, heavy handed moment. I liked it when he kind of pushed the sword a little bit, like that was kind of fun. But also, like in classic Zack Snyder fashion, like how can we tie this to some sort of like Greek god, Roman, Catholic uh, mm-hmm. uh, mythology where it's literally God reaching out to touch Adam and the swords, like. Uh, Zack Snyder really loves that kind of stuff, but uh, I think it's a little too heavy-handed. Um, but what else? I'm trying to think of other things. I'm trying to I'm trying to be nice here first. Um, I think the standout moment that I think the the audience liked the most in my theater, and also when I went out online to look at reactions, was the moment when Barry realized that Superman could see him when he was running fast. Yeah. That was kind of cool. I hadn't really seen that before, so I liked that kind of dawning realization. No, no, no. Uh, Apocalypse did it. <sighs> Because Apocalypse saw Quicksilver running and moved his eyes to, to see him. Apocalypse? In X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, X-Men Apocalypse. Oh, my God. I totally forgot that there was two Quicksilvers over yeah. there. I was like, he wasn't in the Avengers movie? Oh, I guess. All right. Well, that movie wasn't that good either. So well, that, yeah. Well, that I'm just saying, work. like, I mean, I, while I agree, yes, that was a cool moment because it was someone we actually, like, Superman, we probably care about because he's been in almost every movie so far. I agree. So yeah, I mean, I'm not trying. I'm not trying to shit on this movie as much as I sound like it because I, <laughs> I did. I enjoyed some stuff too. Um, seeing Superman smile while he was punching Steppenwolf around, I'm like, he's like unleashing himself on a bad guy for once, uh-huh. and that was kind of fun to me. Um, and you know, I well, let's see if I can find anything else good about. This yeah, movie. It, it's it's a it's it's a struggle. Um, I mean. I liked the, that it was the, under two hours. That was very good. <laughs> that was very nice. Yeah, yeah that was nice. Um, I kind of liked, you know, the, the movie actually started off, I think, on a good foot. You know, the very first scene, we saw Batman on the rooftop interrogating a guy. I liked how, I liked seeing Batman being smart, trying to get the parademons kind of um, out of the woodwork. You know, it looks like he was kind of tracking one. Um, I, I the the aesthetic of Gotham when it's just Batman looks really cool. It's a it's a feel of Batman that we haven't gotten before because it feels very much like a comic book. You know, Nolan's mm-hmm. Batman felt very serious, almost grounded in reality. A lot of stuff explained with um with uh, science the best way that it could. You know, and in this in this universe, you know, Batman's just uh, like literally like a a badass with like uh like mobilized tanks and stuff like that that can crawl up walls. Uh, before I went and saw this movie earlier in the day, I watched Lego Batman, and it was kind of weird. Like in Lego Batman, he's like a master builder, and he has like the scuttler and like his uh, his like transforming car and everything. And it's just like you you think that wouldn't translate well to like a realistic live action movie, but actually it kind of did. And like Batman almost literally had his own scuttler in this movie, and yeah. it, and it looked kind of cool. So I was like, oh, this kind of gives me a little bit of hope for the Batman movie, just because I think the aesthetic could really work. So I, I like that we started out on that strong footing, um, but yeah, then, then it starts getting messy because 
Um, then I, I start kind of looking out for the reshoots, you know. I, I, I want to know where these reshoots so, and the seams come in. So, to me, I have one more good thing to talk about. I love okay. the scene with the history of them taking down Steppenwolf because we get to see this huge DC universe. There are Green mm-hmm. Lanterns. There are the Hawk people. There are what looks like Shazams, like, taking down Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. And I like those little teases of, like, the bigger universe. Yeah, that was a big moment the very first time we got to see a Green Lantern on screen yeah. in this universe. I mean, of course, he had his own movie, uh, I'd say not too long ago, but that's yeah. the, the slate has been wiped clean. So, you know, you're always kind of curious, well, how does this kind of a wacky, cartoony character that can kind of make a glowy hammer is going to look? And it, it actually looked decent. Yeah. So <laughs> Yeah, they, they had him, and then we get to see the, like, the death of one and what the Green Lantern ring did. It flew off his finger, went to find someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really, I, I think that history part was really cool. Um, and I kind of wish they'd opened the movie with that a little bit, um, rather than the cell phone footage of bad CGI face <laughs> Superman. Oh my God. Uh, because I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are you showing us the worst case of CGI in this movie <laughs> right out the gate? Yeah, all right, so let's go ahead and use this history moment in Steppenwolf as, as a jump off here because I'm tired of being nice to this movie. All right, go uh, on. So, so uh, one big thing that bugs me about this movie is why is Wonder Woman the conduit of like literally knowing everything about the past and, and the future and all the threats that, when it comes to, to Earth? Uh, to me, it's been set up that Wonder Woman has been this very terrestrial uh, albeit godly uh, type of person isolated to an island most of her life. I get that there's a lot of history tied to her, but it all seems very um, mythological. Uh, as far as I know, Darkseid and Steppenwolf are supposed to be very space-fearing creatures, so I don't understand how they kind of tie into uh, Wonder Woman's mythos. Uh, maybe it's actually in the comic books. Uh, I don't know, but it didn't. They didn't really seem to to explain it very well to me in this movie. I was expecting Darkseid to be this far-off threat, but I guess like Steppenwolf showed up to Earth at some point in the past yeah. with these boxes and so then... i agree what makes earth <laughs> special like yeah even back then like before we had our kryptonian why 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 earth i i have no idea why someone wanted to take over or reform earth in this movie mm-hmm. um and so that's kind of like where i'm like they could have chosen literally any other planet probably would have been a lot easier go go do that one <laughs> yeah and they can't use the excuse of well superman's there because superman wasn't there back yeah. in the past. And why is this every villain's plan in in the DC universe to terraform Earth? It's like it's the same it's the same plot that Zod had in Man uh-huh. of Steel of oh I'm going to remake this planet in my image. Steppenwolf wanted to do the same thing. And one thing that's been kind of bugging me about Steppenwolf's plan is it looks like it kind of actually ended up working a little bit. I don't understand why all the characters and the humans were excited to see all these alien flowers and plants bloom like in this random like village outside of Russia because I was like, hey, shouldn't you guys be scared of that stuff? I don't care if it looks pretty, but like he was literally trying to bring this stuff to the planet and it looks like it was kind of working. I don't know, maybe back away from that well, pl- pretty flower. I think it might kill you. <laughs> where, where where the fuck did Steppenwolf go every time he jumped down from a tube and just appeared? Like he just got to appear wherever and whenever he wanted to. I was like, okay, cool. This works. I'm leaving. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. where'd he go? Yeah, I had to run to uh, I had to I had to pick my moments to run to the bathroom, and I decided to go uh, just before Steppenwolf showed up in Themyscira, 
So when I ran to the bathroom, uh, they were all like kind of gazing at this mother box that was kind of locked off. Then when I came back, like Steppenwolf was there and he was just like, oh, I want that. I want that box, girl. And then I was just thinking, oh, how did he get there? Was it clever? And then like it, apparently it wasn't because when he went to Atlantis, yeah. it was just the same exact thing. Apparently he can just boom tube wherever he wants to. Yeah. So so we so if you don't know, that's a boom tube because they don't <laughs> hand you this information at all. Mm-hmm. So where did he go when he was done? Where did he come from? He's a Cotton Eye Joe of this DC Cinematic <laughs> Universe. Yeah. Uh, so he just, I mean, they didn't really, like, Steppenwolf, even compared to Malekith in the Dark World, this is the worst villain I've ever seen in, in a comic book uh, like, uh, yeah. movie. I, mean, I have I mean, no idea where he, what was he doing, what was his purpose. I, I don't know. He was just there for them to beat up at the end to team up to take down. Yeah, and, and they like everything surrounding the villain uh, is just not supportive. Like, first of all, he doesn't look cool at all. Like, he looked much cooler in like the the deleted but official scene that was put on YouTube for Batman vs yeah. Superman. I don't know if maybe it was the hologram look, but he looked kind of more like a monster. He looked more like an alien when he was in that aspect, and I don't remember, but it kind of looked like he had more like top talons this was just kind of more like a very tall gray dude that had like a helmet and like Aries? Uh, <laughs> yeah and he just kind of looked like a really polished blizzard cutscene for most of the movie and i just yeah so i couldn't really connect to his character and then also we don't know how he got there why is he on earth just like you said uh why was he specifically in this air area of russia i guess Somebody was trying to explain to me, oh, it's because there's no internet or satellites there, and he just knows that, and it's just like... But then there was really no problem solving of trying to figure out how to find him. Like, if he's hiding, there's got to be some sort of clever way to find him. But I guess the way to find him was Wonder Woman telling Cyborg, oh, just look inside yourself to find him. You are connected to these mother boxes. You can figure it out. And then I guess at some point they figure it out and they go there. And then, man, on top of that, even the way he's dispatched is so unceremonious. So all the heroes get together, and they're like, what's our plan? Oh, we're going to pull the mother boxes apart. Well, okay, that stops the mother boxes, but how are you... How, what's your plan to defeat Steppenwolf? You, you, you've devised no plan except for, hey, let's just all show up and try to beat on him. And you all show up and beat on him, and it's not really working. Mm-hmm. And then Superman shows up and starts beating on him. And then it is working... But it isn't because they team up and break his axe, but does the axe have any significance? We have no idea yeah. if there's anything tied to it. And then he gets scared, and his own troops, his own parademons, that for somehow, if he's doing some sort of magic or something that converts them to bad guys, maybe go ahead and build in a failsafe <laughs> so they don't attack you. So, like, they, the heroes actually didn't end up even get to defeat him actually we technically don't even know if he's dead because he gets shot up in that boom tube again and who knows where he went we don't know if he's dead why are the parademons eating him and then oh man it's just like so there's fun fact fact, he is actually the uncle of dark side they don't tell you this so why is dark side's uncle working for him Mm -hmm. uh i don't i don't know and what are these old gods versus new gods? Or like, if you're a DC fan or in the comics, you would know a lot of this stuff. Uh-huh. If you're not, I feel fucking sorry for you. Like, <laughs> no, there's no forgiveness here. They cut so much. I I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about. You talked about them teaming up there at the end. Mm-hmm. How does this team like Bruce Wayne's like we need you, and then they all just show up on a rooftop and go fight together? How do they all work together so well right off the bat? Uh, like, they didn't. They didn't earn. Like this is why I, I sound so honest. They didn't earn their team up. 
Like, mm-hmm. if, if we're going to compare it to the Avengers, in the Avengers, Tony and Steve both wanted to be the leader. Uh, Thor and Hulk both wanted to be the strongest. So, like, they had a lot of egos, and they had to work it out to do their teamwork. Mm-hmm. And then this one, they're like, no, we just work together automatically. Thank God Aquaman showed up to stop the water in the tunnel. <laughs> yes. And Cyborg's here to, to start my little um, sculler back up. And he can make my jet go faster, too. I don't yeah, know how that works. Yeah, yeah, apparently we were all kind of in the theater waiting like, oh, when is this going to happen? So uh, I went to to this showing with my wife and friend of the show, Quentin Parker, and his uh, girlfriend, Allison. And afterwards, we went and uh, um, got a much-needed drink and just started talking about this movie for a long time. And we started theorizing, I think this movie could have been a lot better if it really focused around the character of Cyborg. Um because I felt like he was the best conduit into the story. You know, I was under the impression uh, for a while that Cyborg himself was going to be the mother box. And I was like, well, that could have created a lot of tension. You know, if we could have really, if we really could have confided in, um, in Cyborg and then the team really liked him, he was very, like, maybe very charismatic and we really liked his character. And then, the, and if the team up was earned, maybe he could have been, like, kidnapped or controlled or something. And then the team could have had to go and kind of, like, rescue him and save the earth. And maybe his dad could have been, like, not a dick. You know, maybe the dad could have been the guy working at Star Labs, kind of maybe helping out the Justice League uh-huh. a, a little bit with some insider information. He could have been our, our best way to maybe kind of to describe what was going on with these mother boxes. Maybe him and Wonder Woman could have sat down, chatted a little bit, and they could have kind of maybe worked up a motive for what Steppenwolf was so, doing. Uh, but, like, that, you know, that that didn't happen, and we just got these really confusing let, boxes. Let me let me shed a little light on here. I've got some information. <laughs> um, eight deleted scenes were leaked online already. Ooh, wow. Not leaked, not released, leaked. Of those eight, six of those are cyborg-related Oh, that makes a lot of sense. So So, I I was going to ask you a question. So before I forget, and uh, it seems like we're on a cyborg topic here. Yeah. The very very first scene we see Cyborg in, um, I'll remind you, he's wearing his hoodie. He's brooding in this uh, apartment overlooking the city. His dad comes in trying to tell him to like, oh, like, you know, you got to move on. You got to get back out there. Get back in it. He's like, no, I'm a monster. The few times that we get to see Cyborg's face under that hoodie, I think that face is entirely CGI. I'm not just talking about the robot parts. I think from head to toe, that was either stand-in or just totally CG. So I think that whole thing might have been a reshoot. And it was not a good decision because the very first time I see this actor, who I've never seen in anything, I'm under the impression that he was kind of uh, plucked from like... um, theater from like the theater scene uh, like he's a theater stage actor so this is kind of his one of his first big roles i think um that i see his cg face like no that doesn't work <laughs> because then when i see him later i was like okay i guess we do get to see his real face he's just not totally like a, a cg character in this movie so yeah that was just not a good footing and and I, I guess i don't know if i have to apologize if it actually was his real face your your face looks really polished man good for you <laughs> yeah well so i think from what i've seen in background images like he wears like the red eye over his face and like a, a whole suit but they did mm-hmm. like keep his real face, so maybe it's whatever they added over him. They had to retouch him, and the maybe, lighting didn't know. match up. So I've have seen how they film him, and it doesn't it's not pretty um, <laughs> by a long shot. Uh, I I liked I liked Cyborg because like he was coming to terms with what he was at the same time. And and while a lot of people will probably disagree with me, that's fine. If you like this movie, more on you. You probably you probably <laughs> haven't gotten this far. But there's just there's a 
I don't know, man. Speaking of CG, you've got me thinking about the mustache gate we've talked about. <laughs> I was on the lookout for that mustache, man. Yeah, well, you didn't see it, but you lost a lot of face off Superman. <laughs> I mean, what do you the, think of it? I, I got to know what you thought of it here. Since well, you're to, the... to, to be honest, it had it had been a little while since I had seen uh, Superman because he doesn't show up until about midway through this movie. And uh, so I was kind of I was looking at the face, but I was kind of more distracted by the I think the quality of the movie to look out for his mustache. But when I got home, I was uh, kind of um, uh, scrolling around on Twitter and I saw somebody share it looked like a, a, a screenshot from the movie. Uh, maybe a cam version, and there's this uh, bit where he's, uh, I think maybe it's the Do You Bleed callback, where his kind of, uh, his mouth is puckered up, and it just looks really bad. Like, it's very noticeable there. So I think you could notice the mustache or lack of it maybe in, like, a still frame, but yeah, I didn't notice it too much in the scene. I could not see it. Every time he was, like, (laughs) on camera, like, maybe every other scene when he was back in, um... Uh, his Oklahoma, whatever his hometown was, at his uh-huh. mom's house. Like every other scene, like it, I was like, oh my gosh, his his lip is just disappearing randomly. <laughs> I believe it's talks. I believe it's I believe it's Kansas. I think Kansas. But... There we go. Yeah, sorry, I don't know. It, there was a little couple like a little scene out there, which you know, even though we saw the trailer, there was supposed to be some sort of big scene where they talk about a ring out there. Uh, I have a list of the scenes cut from the trailers, and let me tell you. I, I'd have to take off my shoes and get someone else involved to count all the scenes cut from the trailers. Uh, yeah, one did make it in here. Yeah, one scene that I heard one people were looking for um, was they. Uh, I think it's Alfred saying, "Oh, they told me you'd come." Yeah, that uh, one didn't show up. Which yeah. really makes me wonder if that was in a different version of the movie where they maybe Superman comes back to life in a different way. Because I think this is one of the most <laughs> egregious unforgivable things in the movie was the way they bring Superman back to life was just a Batman v Superman. It was just atrocious. Uh, I don't know why any of them would think it's a good idea to bring Superman back to life the way the last bad guy was made. Mm -hmm. Why the hell would they think that's okay? They don't have an upper hand. Batman kind of uh, like um, gestures to, I think, a computer monitor behind him very briefly to Wonder Woman says, but we have all this science now. It's like, what, what do you what do you mean all this science now? Uh, are you been, Have you been doing like biological chemical research on how to bring Kryptonians back to life the right way? Did you find some sort of manual that we yeah. don't know about? Was that one of the cut scenes where Batman sneaks into Star Labs and maybe finds like a, a, a <laughs> 10 steps to bring your Kryptonian back to life without turning them into like a a gruesome monster but caution he might have amnesia for a convenient amount of time so it was just so it was just so weird and even if they decided to go with this really bizarre way to do it there is a all these weird convoluted steps of just like oh well we need the the mother box has to touch the gate like my my wife coined the 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 water as gatorade and then when she said it, i couldn't unsee it so like we need to convoluted steps here we got to drop the mother box into the gatorade and the second it touches because for some reason it's got to be the second it touches we gotta we gotta charge it up so luckily we're gonna we're gonna throw lightning at it which is a very unscientific amount of energy and then that's gonna make us a superman no that is so stupid Stupid! I think we, we we threw around an idea on our normal news episode, I think a few weeks ago. I think it might have been your idea where it's just like, Batman is a man that likes to plan. You know, he has all contingencies covered. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of his M.O. 
So I think we we were kind of guessing, oh, like maybe like before the the dirt has even settled on Clark's grave, uh, Batman's going to come in and do something so, kind of uh, gross and just grave rob him right away and just have him stashed away to try to figure it out. Uh, but, and I thought that was going to happen, and it, and it didn't. <laughs> I, I, well, but you know, this 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 one scene of bringing him back to life had to have been redone simply because the end of Batman v Superman his grave's dirt was vibrating and levitating. Yeah, exactly. So, so that, that's that, that's been ignored. And also, the Flash coming back to tell Bruce Wayne um, Lois Lane is the key to bringing Superman back to like normality was for, wasn't even used as well. Was that supposed to be? I just assumed that they were trying to telegraph their story way ahead of time. I'm just assuming him coming back in time was something to do with Flashpoint. So if if indeed that was supposed to tie into the Justice League, oh, they did it totally poorly because well, I, so, I didn't even think of that at all. Well, so I mean, Flashpoint has no has been rewritten four or five times, has lost eight or nine directors. <laughs> uh, I mean, there's no way they could have predict tried to predict Flashpoint. My th- assumption is Zack Snyder was using this as a setup for. Justice League. Yeah, so maybe in the earlier version of this film, maybe it would have gone a little bit more smoothly. But I was well, kind I, of... I, 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 was, think, I think this film was redone after uh, Batman v Superman was just trashed and ripped to pieces. Yeah, maybe. I thought it would have been kind of a cool moment where Batman finally starts getting the League's trust a little bit, but they've been beaten down and, the, and they need some sort of ace in the hole. And then he's just like, hey, guys, I've been hiding something for you. I, this is going to be kind of like weird. It's going to be very creepy for me. But hey, I'm Batman and I'm creepy and I'm comfortable doing weird stuff like this. And then I was expecting him to like take them to a room and he like throws back like an iron door. And then there's like sleeping. There's like sleeping Superman there or something. He's just like, I've been able, I've been able to like keep him alive and bring him back but I just can't get him to wake up or something like that mm-hmm. and then it could have been like oh now maybe we go along some sort of cool adventure or journey to figure out how to how to wake Clark up you know maybe something like that because yeah I don't think anyone ever assumed Superman was dead even in the even in the doomsday fight no one no one thinks he's gonna die no one thinks they're killing him out of the franchise so don't make us even try to think it you're not fooling the audience yeah. you literally well, weren't trying to fool the audience because the dirt rose on his grave so why are you trying like and it's just weird now they're carrying around this corpse and the whole time I'm just thinking well has he started to, to degrade yet and then the, but no they're just not gonna show his dead body that much they're just gonna shy the camera away so they don't have to answer those weird questions like why does he look totally um, not just like a saggy bag of bones yet? Yeah, no, they 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 kind of um, they alienate people or things from the first movie and think, oh yeah, you're stupid, you'll you'll like it. Um, it's it's I don't know. This movie is just trash the whole way through to me. It's for a couple of highlights, I don't remember a whole lot, at, despite my fact I'm trying to remember a lot of it because it's just so forgettable. Like I don't get like why everyone has these awesome inhuman level powers all of a sudden, like. Wonder Woman is apparently faster than a machine gun firing at, at civilians. Um, uh-huh. I've not seen that before. Um, Batman or Superman going as fast as the Flash. We've never seen like when did he did he just learn that? Like that was new power as soon as he gets his uh, his body back. I guess I don't know. I know that these are in the comics, but like don't assume anyone has read the comics when you're trying to sh- to give them a movie. Like yes. Yeah. Yeah, and also uh, the friendship that Superman suddenly has with the Flash, even though it's in a post-credit scene, is very unearned. Like, oh, 
oh, that's cool. You're trying to give us fans like a look at like you know the greatest race ever, and like, but we don't care. Like Barry's had no interaction with Superman except getting punched in the freaking face. So we don't know if they're supposed to like each other. Um, but I don't know if you were looking very closely at the scenes in Atlantis, but I was because the, the only movie we know for sure is coming out because they've actually t- flipped a camera on for it is Aquaman. Yes. So I, w- I was being very, uh, very analytical when I was watching those scenes because I was kind of curious, you know, how does it like an underwater movie with fish people, you know, work? I don't know if I've technically ever seen that before. <laughs> Sadly, the only thing that I could was really recalling in my head was the Phantom Menace when they go to Jar Jar's <laughs> home, pla- uh, home base under the water. So I was mm-hmm. just kind of like, you know, how is this going to work, you know? Whenever we've seen uh, Aquaman underwater in this movie so far, it's just been very gray and drab and just like we haven't seen very much. And then I was like, oh, do they talk through the water or what's going to happen? Then all of a sudden they make an air bubble so they can talk inside of it. So I'm just like, well, that seems very inconvenient that every time you want to talk to somebody – you got to make this air bubble. So I don't know if maybe they're going to craft Atlantis in a different way where there is no water inside of Atlantis and there's domes, but maybe this like magical area where they hold the mother box just has water to give them the upper hand. I don't know. I can't, I can't say anything about Aquaman simply because with Wonder Woman, it's its own movie. And that director crafted Wonder Woman differently than Snyder did like Mm -hmm. a little bit. So whatever James Wan is doing with Aquaman, I'm sure it's not going to be anything like we just saw. (laughs) Like they'll probably, like there'll probably be a lot of, you know, because again, the Atlanteans in the movie, they weren't water people in the old times. They retreated to the water um, afterwards, I guess. So I don't know. I can't, I can't really, I mean, (laughs) I like Aquaman. He was a good character at at some points. He was just, he just kind of showed up again. Like a lot of, a lot of characters just showed up. (laughs) because we saw their like little background footage tapes from batman v superman yeah i mean luckily jason momoa has some charisma that can kind of carry his character uh through i mean but we had to just like vocally state Uh, he did did sit on the the rope of the lasso of truth (laughs) yeah that's true and that's like uh, that's like sadly the only way that they can describe how these characters are feeling which was just the most straightforward exposition Uh like uh, aquaman says at a point in time that he doesn't feel at home on the surface and he doesn't feel at home underwater but he just conveniently shows up at atlantis when steppenwolf is right there so i have no idea how far atlantis is from like this weird scandinavian fishing village that he's hanging out in but apparently he seems very at home there well like everybody really likes him village is probably across the harbor from metropolis which is also across the harbor (laughs) from gotham yeah, and also under the harbor is where uh, conveniently hostages are going to be taken, and Steppenwolf's going to be down there interrogating people. And <laughs> I just like how he was not able his to boom f- tube, not right back to his base that he had. Yeah, and I do. I, I think it was hilarious how easily he was able to get that last mother box because it just fell on top of a roof of a car while Superman was fighting the Justice League, and he must have just been like, "Oh wow, this one was really easy. These dumbasses <laughs> just left it in the parking lot. All right, I'm just going to take it and go." So that was just, uh, that was ludicrous. Um, but speaking of these mother boxes, um, very, very thoughtful of the, um, Themis, uh, of the Amazonians to hide it, you know, 
very diligently under layers and layers of like you know stone and concrete guarded by a bunch of like buff chicks that mm-hmm. looked like really badass you know the Atlanteans uh, buried it under sea uh, surrounded by guards and like some sort of like temple uh, and it's on their playing field surrounded by water and then the dumbass humans bury it like four feet deep. What are you doing? Was I the only one in the theater going like, why? They barely buried it. You buried dead people I, further down. And you don't. You never need to see those bones again. So I thought, it's just I thought like, that what was a d- scene taken from Lord of the Rings when they were uh-huh. like burying the ring or whatever. <laughs> I thought it was the same thing because all, all the, the set design looked the same. Yeah, I mean, you could have done a little bit. Maybe encase it in like some sort of bronze or I don't know what time period it was. But they could have done something more than let's bury it four feet deep. Like, what are you? What are like you doing? Like taking it in a cave and then collapse <laughs> the cave on it. Yeah, and I mean, if and if all of this history it, it happened at some point at time X in the past, then the humans and the and the Amazons they were all teamed up to do it. Where has all of this history gone in the history books? Uh-huh. There's got to be some sort of scripture or scroll somewhere that has at least a hint of what happened in the past. You know, why didn't Superman's awesome detective work pull up some of this and explain it like a little bit like these three mysterious boxes? I mean, I mean, come on, like the the biggest one of the biggest criticisms that the the first Avengers movies has is that the Tesseract is just this MacGuffin that can just do anything that they want it to do. So Justice League decides to double down on three MacGuffin boxes that hard, three hardly get explained. Tesseracts that combine <laughs> together. What yeah. no? And and then for some reason, Steppenwolf puts them in some sort of weird tablet that's in one of those nuclear smokestacks. And then, like, it's supposed to make some sort of unity gate. Like, they specifically call it a gate, but I never see any sort of gate imagery. It's just supposed to start terraforming when you put the boxes together. I don't understand that. And then Cyborg's like, well, if we pull them apart, it'll make this big explosion. And then the mother boxes will just disappear. But I thought we saw that happen to the mother boxes in the flashback. Like, they were I, able to, like, stop the terraforming in the flashback, but then they don't blow up I don't, that I don't time. think the flashback, because the mother boxes were still three separate in the flashback. I don't think they pulled them apart. I don't think he, I don't think he completed the unity of the box, <laughs> or the trinity, or whatever. Yeah, it was the unity of the boxes. Yeah, and it's so. just like they, these boxes are, are, I guess they're supposed to be tied to Stefan Wolf's culture or something like that. But <laughs> Which like, we don't know what that is. Yeah, but then, but then, like, why does he end up showing up on Earth? Like you said, like, why is Earth special? Why is he there? Why does, why do the, technically, I guess, Earthlings is what you call them, because I guess an Amazonian is still technically an Earthling. Like, why do they take it upon themselves to, like, hide the boxes you know it seems like if these boxes are like so magical like if a i don't know if a green lantern ring can just like go off and fly and find a new person why can't these mother boxes just return to their home just as easily and then they they just woke up one day and they're calling him (laughs) yeah i get like i get it there's a lot to be there's a lot they didn't explain and again my theory is they cut this to two hours to get more asses in seats and sell tickets yeah, quicker. but don't worry. They're going to sell you that digital extended unrated cut or whatever. Yeah. And I don't know if I'm going to fall for that again. But I don't know. Maybe I will. Just because there's so much – like I said, th- I lowered my expectations to the ground for this movie. But my curiosity was super high because uh-huh. I just wanted to see what happens to a movie when all of this like shit that it does deserve and doesn't deserve – you know, hit it, you know, so it's like they, uh, they, they sadly lost their director through the movie before the reshoot. So I'm actually kind of curious how it would have gone. Like, you don't know where you can give credit and where you can place blame. 
um, yeah, you know, it's just like some oh. of the, some of the the humor that Joss Whedon tried to inject in the movie. Sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't but we don't know if it was his humor the most awkward scene ever was when superman was trying to get off get off the grass <laughs> after superman flies away with lois and he's just kind of like just kind of oh, wiggling. Batman. yeah he's Batman like wiggling dude. down yeah. there like a worm and it's just like this is so weird this isn't this is just in the wrong movie you know well, well the the line the do you bleed callback was probably my most cringeworthy so that little... oh my god i i don't understand like i i, I, I guess thought he I just... was gonna say martha I yeah. thought he was going to say Martha. <laughs> Do you notice how they don't even that 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 name didn't appear in the script anywhere? They just yeah. like, okay, we're actually going to have a Martha oh, in the you, movie, but just don't so, say her name. We don't want to yeah, bring that back up. Oh, you called my mom. <laughs> or you or you called Clark's mom. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, called my mama. Yeah. But yeah, so to me, I I agree with you. This movie is going to be something we we're not talking about in a month. Um no one will remember Justice League until it comes out at home, on home release. Mm-hmm. And with that director's... or Okay, people are calling for a Snyder cut. A Snyder cut or a Whedon cut is not going to change the quality of this movie. Um, either way. Like, it's yeah. going to it's gonna be pretty rough, regardless of which one you see. But if we see the extended edition... Because I believe people are... The effects people are still working on these deleted scenes. <laughs> um, we might see something a little better. I want to see... There's the flash scene where he saves Iris West from a car accident. Oh, really? Because uh, in the trailer, he pushes the glass window and walks through it. Oh, um, I think trailer. I kind of remember that, yeah. It, it was cut from it. So there's a scene where he saves Iris West. Uh, there's a bunch of extra characters they, they cut right out of this. Willem Dafoe's Volko uh, from Aquaman was cut out of it completely. Um, yeah, there's a bunch of stuff that they... they extra characters that they just nixed but <laughs> I, I i think i don't think in a month uh, once you know coco and star wars is out we'll forget justice league ever happened and that's probably one of the most offensive movies you can make is one <laughs> easily forgettable as, as it came and went as it was yeah and on top of that like punisher drops the same weekend uh, mm-hmm. i think runaways is coming out too there's there's still a ton of nerdy stuff that you can watch out there there's still another version of the flash out that you can watch on tv right now yeah. So, um, well, before yeah. we go, in credit scenes, I want to talk right, about yeah. those because there were two. They're taking mm-hmm. the Marvel approach finally. Okay. Yeah. The first one is a Superman Flash race. <laughs> what did you think of that? You said not earned. I mean, it was yeah. It just it wasn't earned. I mean, it was cute. It was it was fun. I I you know it's fun to see what what this universe could have been if these moments were earned and we would actually enjoyed what we're looking at. You know, I like kind of Ezra Miller's kind of slightly awkward Flash. Uh, but I, one thing I wanted to bring up real quick, how does he just build that suit? I'm such a stickler for costumes and suits when it comes to a superhero movie. And, um, uh, if he's like barely a hero and like, if he's just running around pushing people, why does he have this kind of like awesome, like badass suit already? Like, you know, I, I think it needed kind of a Tony Stark moment where like Batman builds him one or something. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, I mean, it was kind of like a fun moment, but you know, it wasn't earned. So I don't care. <laughs> okay. And lastly, we get to see the return of Lex Luthor who we thought I didn't think would show up in the movie at all because uh, they said he, his stuff was cut and meeting Deathstroke kind of confirming that he, he's not out of the universe quite yet. Yeah. Uh, Joe, I mean, Man- Joe Manganiello, they aged him up quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. I was actually kind of curious when he, when they took off the mask, if it actually was going to be him because, you know, maybe things like got shook up since he wasn't going to be in the Batman movie or he might get his own standalone movie. wasn't sure if it was still going to be him. Uh-huh. Um, 
Frosty guess, gray, man. Frosty gray. <laughs> Go to hair. Yeah, but just another forced uh, call call to uh, the source material of just like, uh, I guess we need a league of our own. You mean... Uh, <laughs> I said a baseball... I kept saying, oh, they're going to do a baseball team. Yeah, I, th- I think I think it may be... I guess I'll give him credit that he didn't say a legion of our own. You well, know, that would have so, been a little bit more on the nose. To, to be honest, um, Deathstroke was never on the Legion of Doom. Um, he's actually on the Injustice League. So in the comic books, there's an Injustice League. Yeah, so maybe that was founded by Lex Luthor, and it's got like you know Catwoman and you know Bizarro, Black Adam, Black Mana, Captain Cold, Sinestro, the exact super villains of like the Justice League. So that's kind of what it's a throw to. So yeah, and and for some reason, I guess uh, Lex Luthor is like the uh, morphed into the the bad guy that we all know and are supposed to love because mm-hmm. his plan didn't work. So now he, he, he wants seemed revenge. Less stupid. <laughs> in, in a couple of minutes, I'm like, okay, they they made him like he's not shoving used Jolly Ranchers in someone <laughs> else's mouth. So, oh uh, man. But yeah, I don't know. It's um at the end of the day, I did not have a good time. Yeah, I was and kind I of hoping going back again. I was hoping for a little bit more of those end credit scenes, you know, like they, 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 they could have had a chance to just totally blow this universe open and just like maybe show dark side. I know it would have just been such a, a straight, like, you know, reference to like Thanos being at the end, but like, I don't know, maybe it could have been crazy. Maybe dark yeah. side could have been on the yacht. I don't know. Like maybe somehow Lex knows him. I would um, have liked to seen like to me, the body of the remnants of Steppenwolf coming back to dark side and be like, well, you failed me. And then he just kills him. Yeah. Maybe for good. Something like, that way yeah. we know we have a finite end. We get to see dark side. We know what all this whole world terraforming is finally about. Mm-hmm. And then we didn't get it. So. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'll go ahead and say I'll, I'll throw down with any, um, with any uh, justice league fanboys out there to tell them why they're uh, not right. But I guess, you know, if if I guess I'm envious. If anybody out there could watch this movie and enjoy it, I'm sad because I want <laughs> I wanted to be able to enjoy it, man. It's just such a shame. I think the thing that that makes me so harsher on the DCEU is just because they've had nothing but uh, positives going for them. They haven't had to like a wrangle a weird deal to get their biggest hero back, like you know Marvel did with Spider Man. You know they didn't have to educate the world out there mm-hmm. with some sort of weird abstract character that no one's ever seen before. They've had Batman and Superman right off the bat, and they've just they've just blew it every time. And then except for Patty Jenkins and Wonder Woman was great in the movie because I we we knew we knew her we had seen her in two previous movies she was very established I liked when we went to Themyscira because we 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 just know mm-hmm. how those things worked and it just wasn't rushed so they just they they jumped the gun they wanted to be they wanted to be like Marvel which was a good move but they they thought that they yeah. could rush it they thought that they could rush it there and it just didn't work and now it's not working out for them um you know make sure you're subscribed um to the podcast and we're going to talk about i think the the box office moving forward in yeah. the future other movies getting released i think we're even talking about a, a, a recasting ben affleck so Again. yeah so so make sure that you're uh, subscribed and we're, we're yeah we're, i think we're about to to jump into that news episode too so you'll be able to hear the <laughs> the feverish uh patter in our in our voices once we start yeah. talking about the news here soon yeah exactly <laughs> uh i guess if i would leave you on one question mike just one question uh-huh. how would you how would you go forward from here oh man if i was a studio exec what would i do i mean i if x-men there's no right answer so that's yeah fine. i mean if x-men was able to do it 
I would think maybe Justice League could take note and maybe do it right. Maybe just go ahead and just blow all this up with Flashpoint, you know, mm-hmm. which is going to be kind of sad because if the Aquaman movie's good, you know, and a second Wonder Woman's coming out, those might just end up being moot points. But yeah, maybe you just throw well, Flashpoint in there, redo everything, and just bring the universe back to like you know year one. I mean, that's a big thing in these uh, in the DC comic books out there. The year one books are really really big, or Earth One. So bring it maybe back to their origins and well, start over. I don't best, know. The best part about the X Men movies are they don't say, "Hey, you can't go watch the old ones." So mm-hmm. if they find a way to be like, okay, well, you like Wonder Woman, you can still go watch Wonder Woman. But we're not in the the Batman v Superman timeline anymore, uh-huh. or we we've changed some stuff. I think you know that that's okay because I can go back and watch X two and still feel good about it. You know, <laughs> um, to me, I would say no more team ups for a long time. Um, push Justice League two back a little bit. Uh, give us some characters. Set what you want it to be in stone, and then go forward. Um, get those pillars down before you build the frame. Because I think that's the thing. You know, I think there was no base to this movie, and it was just, hey, here are the characters, and then the house kind of fell over by the end. So yeah, I mean that's the thing when it comes to these superhero franchises. I mean, it's gonna make me sound like some sort of corporate businessman, but it's all about like the synergy. Like there's 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 so Those much sen- there's so much synergy and um, energy around the MCU where it's just like even if you pop out a mediocre movie, it's artificially boosted. Like. You know, I I think maybe Doctor Strange is a little weaker than most people out there might say it is. And I would go ahead and if anybody is trying to defend it, I would maybe ask them, hey, when's the last time you actually watched Doctor Strange? You even got it for free on Netflix. Well, I think you're you're a little different, Chris. (laughs) Okay. I I got got problems. Yeah, I think maybe most people uh, don't like Doctor Strange as much as they remember. I think they remember the cool visuals. But even when you put out like an above average or mediocre Doctor Strange, the synergy of the MCU just lifts it up. Because it's all part of this really fun universe, but there's no fun universe over at DC. So I feel like they almost there's no way they can write the ship anymore because once they start putting these movies out, even if they're really really good, like you still have this weird bad taste of these weird things that happen in your older movies that you kind of have to go back and explain. Like you have to explain away these weird things that didn't work for things that actually do work. So it's like you can't forget your past, unfortunately. So, I mean, good luck, Warner Brothers. We're going to be tracking you for sure. We want to know what's going to happen. I'm definitely still curious. The curiosity has not gone anywhere. Now it's just mm-hmm. more directed away from a movie and now towards a studio. So well, we we'll have, see you, man. We have I like 13, Jason Momoa. We have 13 months till the next DC movie. Um, so we may have simmered down a little bit by then. We may not be so hot on it <laughs> by the time <laughs> Aquaman comes out. So we'll see. But, yeah, uh, that's that's it. I mean, yeah. I don't even Easter egg wise. I I couldn't really find a whole lot off offhand. I believe the police officer talking to Jim Gordon, like telling him what's going on. His name is like Crispus something, which is the character known as the Spectre mm-hmm. in, in the comics. But that was about it. So I don't even have Easter eggs to share with you guys. <laughs> I feel bad. Yeah, they had they had too much other stuff to worry about, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, that's it. We didn't like it. Now you know. <laughs> people want to know what you do like, Mike. Where can people find you at? Well, they can follow me at Mike Royer Design on Twitter and Instagram. And you can read my web comics at pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to follow you, see what you're up to, where can they where can they find you? Yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N. 
and then you can read my stuff on Comic UI. I got some images we're about to talk about on our new show on there, actually. Um, this is the other show, Filmside Chats, which we didn't get to record this week, sadly. And um, head over to YouTube and search the DNN to see the videos. Uh, we had the Rickmobile at our comic book store this week. So. Oh, nice. Uh, if you're into anything pop culture, comic book, superhero-wise, I'm probably in it somewhere. Um, if people want to, this is a review episode. We normally do news episodes every week. If people want to find those, where can people find our news episodes at, Mike? Well, as always, please visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the best place to find all the avenues we host a show. And when we're talking about news, we always got uh, show notes up on there. So we're going to be talking about um, the Pixar teaser trailer, the the Rampage trailer. We're going to be talking about uh, Deadpool, Deadpool, Ben Affleck getting recast possibly. All that's going to be in our show notes. If you want to find those links, it's going to be on SuperheroSlate.com. And you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Stitcher. You can subscribe and get us right in your email inbox every week. Week and you can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Please redirect all of your rage if you like this movie there, <laughs> and we yeah. will do our best to respond to it. Uh, we like hearing it either way. Yeah, um, I mean, I like I like people are pa- people are passionate, and I understand that. So I mean, we're... that's what makes it that's what makes it fun. If at everybody agreed, day, it wouldn't be fun. <laughs> and at the end of the day, Mike and I both agree we don't hate DC. We just want good movies for everybody. Yeah, are you kidding me? I'm so stoked for the next season of Young Justice that's coming out next year, so mm-hmm. there's there's plenty of good DC stuff out there. Um, but if you're a fan of the show, please consider leaving us a review wherever you listen. We really like and appreciate that. It's really awesome. really gets us up in the mornings, especially on Sundays when we record. And if, you, uh, if you're a super fan of the show, all you gotta do is share the show with a friend, share a show with a buddy, and we will be here every week. This week we're here twice. Next week we're here twice because our next review is gonna be Punisher on Netflix mm-hmm. season one. That's right. And then Star Wars. So if you're subscribed, you'll go to Star Wars review later in the year as well. So uh, I guess we'll catch you guys then. All right. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks for listening. And don't forget to subscribe. Far from it. Thanks to you. I had no choice but to know it wasn't fresh. <laughs>